on Inside the Cave. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Inside the Cave. Inside the Cave. Oh, yeah. Inside the Cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. Welcome back inside the cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. I want y'all show, man. This tight though. I like this. Inside the cave. This sounds great. Who said that? You're on the number one show inside the cave. He gave me a real zap in the gap. We're not about to play with. Oh, that's funny. Inside the cave. How does Cat make her pudding? I don't, I don't know if y'all want me to tell that story completely. My, you guys gotta pull out your head. What comes up with this stuff? Inside the cave. Uh, thank y'all for being a major outlet. So a lot of people need that. Gang bangers. Turn around and interviewing you for having the best podcast in the nation. Don't want to be down with you bitch ass. David is so <laughs> Inside the cave. All right, here we go. Hey, welcome back inside the cave, thecavepodcast.com and inside the cave Log in inside the cave blog.com and register to inside the cave. Uh, thanks to everybody for subscribing on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and everywhere else. Like us on Facebook, Inside the Cave Podcast. We got a great show for you today. Uh, let you meet some of somebody that's been part of the cave for a long time, and uh, first making his debut on the show. All right, I am CB at I'm the real CB, and next to me today is by far the most important man on the planet. Take that, Donald Trump, Joe Dirt. What up, everybody? I thought you was talking about dog at first. Oh no, man! You know you're the most important person there is. Yeah, make sure dog know that. Uh, We'll get that settled And Joe Just to let you know Because I don't think The show has officially Started yet Because you know You got this dirt sheet Going pretty good And if All else fails Joe Just remember this Grab him by the pussy Okay It always works You can always do it Okay Alright well Let's get professional again And also with us today He is a southern baby From Alabama Big dog What's up with it man Big dog What's up brother Good yeah, man, I'm good on this end, brother. What's uh, what we got for the, uh, the country rap tune today, man? I don't know yet, man. I'm, I'm still uh, debating. Okay, yeah, we got a big show today. All right, cool. Uh, hey, Joe, what we got for the uh, dirt sheet, man? Um, let's say we're gonna talk about eating and grilling. <laughs> All right, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Hey, today, uh, go to the cave spotlight uh, on InsideTheCaveBlog.com, and you will see today's guest, uh, Sean Moulet. Uh, thanks to uh, Swank PR Media again for uh, supplying us with great guests. Got a chance to meet a kid, man, uh, in college, works for Dash Radio, Sean Moulet. He's our guest today on Inside the Cave, so you can go to thecavepodcast.com under the cave spotlight and see our guest today we'll be talking with him later on in the show but on to other news with black? A, uh no he's white oh uh, the last that, name Mooley uh, well, <laughs> uh, anyway uh, in, in other news today <laughs> in other news today 
Hey, making his debut. Now look, if you've been uh, paying attention to Inside the Cave for the better part of this year, every good promo, the good promos that we have on our Instagram page and Facebook page, YouTube page, Twitter page, uh, whatever page we got, all the good promos is done by Three, three Lee, Lee Films. films. That's, the, that's the drop you hear in the background. That's the drop you hear before the show starts. That's the drop you hear during the cave spotlight. Three, three Lee, Lee films. films. Now, that's the any good promo that you see. All the good video promos. That's brought to you by Three, three Lee, Lee Films. And today, if you go to thecavepodcast.com, you'll know that he's been part of the show forever. So, he is part. He is the, one of the guys that works behind the scenes. Making his debut today. He's a caveman officially today. We're going to talk about one of his uh, conspiracy pages. Welcome to Inside the Cave, the bro. Roland, what's up, man? What's going on, CB? Yes, sir. He's here, man. He's here, man. So we're going to have a lot of fun today, man. Thanks for participating with the show. Uh, uh, Cat should be here later on, and Veli's running late. And uh, Cat is going up. She's just trying to keep her job. <laughs> well, we'll see. She says she's coming. And I don't know if Lamar and everybody else will be here, but uh, Veli said he'll be here in a little bit, so we'll get this show started. Hey, uh, check this out. Let me ask something real quick. CB's quote of the week. The quote of the week. Enjoy. Tommy, could you say a few words, please? I'll tell you what love is. Love? Sherry. We are gathered here today. <laughs> to pay tribute. Who, 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 who you talking to? Where did you get this coffee, bro? I mean, I, I would love to wear something like that down at my job, man. I need this for work, man. Caring, <laughs> commitment. Preach on top. Now, we don't know if he was a good man. Yeah, I know. You know, it's a good thing I had my company car, huh? Huh? I, I said we, we don't know if he was a bad man. Man, you drank the whole 40? Love is two souls. Join together as one. School your boys. Love is flowers for no reason. Love is, is, is telling her all the things she wants to hear. What does GTD stand for? Got the draws! Until you get the draws! <laughs> we wish you well on your I got the draws, dog. <laughs> Damn. Thomas Michael Ford, man. He's gone, man. Can you believe that shit? That's fucked up, bro. Is he really dead? I'm saying some uh, people saying that it really wasn't. His wife said that he wasn't dead. According to reports, he's gone, man. Yeah, I think he was fighting for a minute, but uh, I think, what, a couple hours ago, CB? Yeah, man. Yeah, Thomas Michael Ford, man. Tommy from the Martin Show. He is a man, a young guy, man, 52. Yeah, that's, that's young as hell. Damn, damn. My dad died of uh, a brain aneurysm, so uh, at, at 36, and they said Tommy had uh, a stomach aneurysm or something like. Man, that's crazy, man. Damn. <laughs> Hate to hear stuff like that, man. But yeah, Thomas Michael Ford. What's your best memories of Tommy, man? Everybody, give me a good, good Tommy story. Oh man, I could just think back to Mark, man, when uh, we was trying to figure out where the hell he worked. Still don't know. <laughs> Still don't know. Man. I bet you don't remember Tommy from Class Act. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, class sir. Act. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm sure that uh, the bro Roland 
we'll probably be having a, uh, a good video for that uh, later on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There'll be a video by tomorrow. Already working on it. I already know. Yeah, man. So we want to say once again, RIP to Thomas Michael Ford. Uh, I remember him from Bill Bellamy's Who Got Jokes. He was classic in that too, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Damn. Hate to hear that, man. But yeah, Tommy Michael Ford is gone. So uh, RIP to him. All right, let's get this show started with Kill Yourself and Start Over. The first segment, The A Block. Kill Yourself and Start Over on Inside the Cave. Jello Beats. Holla at me. Now, does anybody have a Kill Yourself and Start Over that's not Donald Trump this week? Uh... No, not really, man. I, I don't think I really have one this week. <laughs> what about you, Joe? I got one. It ain't Trump, though. Go ahead. Even though he can kill himself and start over. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, uh, I guess I got a little rant here. You know, it's football season. Yeah. And football is America's passion. <laughs> so I got to thinking about the state of Illinois and all our football teams. Something just popped up on my mind to think about that and look up the uh, records and shit. So, the University of Illinois is one and four. Northwestern is two and three. Northern Illinois is one and five. Southern Illinois is two and three. And the stankin' ass Bears is one and four. A collective seven and 19. Way the hell under 500. In the state of Illinois, from the college to the pros, the play of football fucking sucks. Wow! This don't make no damn sense. Y'all been sucking for a long time, Joe. I just ain't want to keep bringing it up every week. Yeah, thanks for telling me, dog. I got a proposition for you. No deal. <laughs> I'll give you all the teams in the state of Illinois for, for Alabama. Come on, help me Hell out. Hell no, man. We, we'll, we're allergic to scrubs. We're allergic to not winning. Uh, we don't want no parts of that. Yeah, man, they effing terrible. All them teams need to kill themselves and start over. Well, y'all, y'all number one on one list. What's that? Game banging. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need to go out there and play some damn football. Big dog, there you go with that game banging stuff, man. Don't do that, man. I mean, that's all y'all do. Suck, man. I blame CB. Hey, Bella, you came in at, at the right time, man. You, you got to kill yourself and start over this week. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say the typical Donald Trump, which I could to go on the easy route. Um, I think I think Donald Trump is a given, so we're going to kind of, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from him. Uh, you know what? Actually, I do got to kill yourself and start over. Uh, we doing that segment right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I got uh this 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 young man who killed his girlfriend because she broke up with him and gave him back the engagement ring. So he went to her house. Uh, of course, it was a uh, high Park, uh, South Side of Chicago. He went to her house, stabbed her, and jumped off the uh, off her balcony and killed himself. Yeah, that's funny. Can't start. So, I wish I can resurrect him so I could tell him to kill himself. But he already beat me to it, so um, good job. That's fucked up. <laughs> Just don't start over. And the sad part was she was calling family and texting her father and 
was able to send out a couple texts and call people, but she ended up passing away, unfortunately. Man, you know, I, was, I saw that on the news, man. Yeah, smart girl, you know what I mean? Smart girl had a head on the shoulders only the, uh, 23 or 24 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What was the point? Took that girl life. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, man. I, I think her dad or somebody they thought it was a prank or something at first. Yeah, exactly. A friend, a friend said he thought it was a prank. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so he could have definitely just killed himself and let her go, but I don't know. What about you, Roller? You gotta you gotta kill yourself and start over? No, I, 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 no I don't I don't do the reset. Um, we're gonna go ahead and say uh kill yourself and start over goes to Charlemagne the God. <laughs> yep. How you gonna let Beanie Siegel come on your show <laughs> and, and straight punk you in front of your squad? So for getting punked on your own show, from not being from nowhere close to the hood, speaking on hood matters, I think he needs a huge kill yourself and start over. Yeah, he looked scared as hell. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. That was a great one. But you know what? Hey, 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 you know what? And to top it off, you know, when he did his dunk here today and he talked about how you can rub off on the people you hang around. Right. I think he's rubbing off on Angela Yee and uh, DJ Envy. Also, he needs a double kill yourself to start over. <laughs> I thought Siegel was going to get up and hit him for real. Right. Yeah. I was watching, I was like, damn, Biddy finna hit this dude. Well, let me let. Well, I think there's a, a misnomer with everybody black um, that we think that since you're black, you come from the hood. Let me give you a little backstory on Charlemagne the God. From what I understand, he used to work under Wendy Williams as um, and uh, man, well, y'all cuss on this show as fuckboy, her fuckboy on the show. He came up under her, so that's actually how he cut his teeth. So that boy ain't been nowhere close to the hood in a long time. Well, I mean, it all makes sense. The, the, the way he conducted himself on this show, yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah, but and you know what? That's a great point, Roland. I can't think of who it was, but it was, it was some artist. I don't know if it was Fifty, the game. I don't even remember. But they actually got into it with him when he worked for her. So now mm -hmm. that carried over with him to the Breakfast Club. And I, man, I hate that I can't remember who it was. It was it like, Fredro Starr? I know Fredro Starr checked him on the Breakfast Club too. Yeah, and, and you know what he's so used to it. The funny thing is, is when Charlemagne said, I mean, so what? I got stolen on before. I mean, I... Y'all <laughs> 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 He definitely used that blueprint that he got from um, old girl, that's for sure. Yeah. You could tell he was ready. You could tell he might have thought something was going to happen because he had his hands down. Like, if Siegel hit him, OK, he hit him. He's like, uh, was like, OK, so what he hit me, I'm assuming. Yeah, oh, he was, <laughs> he was in protection. So, so y'all noticed, noticed that he did not tell that man to get your hand out of my face, right? Y'all noticed that, right? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. He wasn't no work. <laughs> now, now look. That's the second time this year he done got punked because um, baby came on there talking reckless to him. Right. Yeah. So I, this this was a little bit different though. It felt different to me because I guess because Beanie stayed the whole time. It felt different to me. Well, also, look, also, I think, I, you know, I think him a bit. Him and uh, Siegel got a little history anyway. So they do. I think you need to be a little bit more worried about a guy like Baby, because anybody, anytime a, a cat get that upset, 
nine times out of ten, he's trying to figure out if he's getting ready to do something. Well, y'all got to respect. I mean, why does this cap? He wasn't lying about putting some respect on his name. I know he's done done some reckless stuff in the in the near uh, current, um, especially this stuff with Lil Wayne and then the little uh, thing about him doing stuff to people, uh, you know, the gay stuff. But man, baby from the street, don't forget he New Orleans. I'm I, I don't think baby wanted to play with. That's all I'm saying. Nah. Yeah, I don't That's think funny. so either. Nah, nah, nah. Did everybody else go? No, nah, we got Ken in the building. Yeah, you gotta kill yourself and start over. Cat in the building? I don't see Hey, Cat. She over there hiding. Right. Yeah, show this here. Oh, okay, we got a good show then. Yeah, right, you cool. kill yourself and start over from... Hey, Cat. Yeah. You kill yourself and start over for keeping the kitten from us for so long. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was for you, CB. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Cat. Oh, I don't have one, baby. I'm good. Nah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, you know, mine is uh, Donald Trump, but we'll get to that later on. All right, let's get into this. Emails and complaints. Emails and complaints. Emails and complaints with Cousin Lamar. Always on Inside the Cave. Uh, now, Cousin Lamar is not here. Go ahead, Veli. What, what we got this week? Actually, he's making an appearance. He is on his way. Yeah. But in the meantime... Uh, we have. <laughs> oh man, we got the homegirl Nisi. She said, "How CB gonna say that white women have the prettiest legs on the Cubilla interview? Them sunbathing, sitting in the tan booth for hours, as bitches are trying to look like sisters." So CB can what? Kill himself and start over. <laughs> hey, that was a great one, Nisi. But here's the thing. All right, here's the thing. Look, I was trying to give Cubella just like international well just like anybody has a thing for white women and it's not that there's anything wrong with that so I was complimenting white women on their legs there's nothing saying that they have better legs than black women I just said that they have good looking legs if just one thing that I can point out about white women is that they have good looking legs that's just me you know and it's not because I watch Fox News it's just because I think hey, that, yo, it doesn't matter since you got your NWO shirt on and the words of the rock. <laughs> what else you got, Valley? <laughs> All right, we got the homie Lance the Trucker. Uh, this is his second time giving us feedback. I hope you got uh, your Bluetooth phone, man, while you on the road and shit, trying to type and send messages and write 18 Willis. All right. He said his new favorite show by us is episode 28. When we gave the female an interview and turned it into cave course questions. And D and Joe's response to CB making a speech in church was too funny. I damn near drove off the road. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Lance. But Joe Dirt response on Cat's Corner when he said, if your girl tells you to go deeper, you ask her who she fucking. That's. <laughs> yeah, that was. A... Uh, I'm laughing because I remember that episode. Yeah, that was. That's a... that, uh, <laughs> If she asks you um, to go deeper, you ask her who she's fucking. Yeah. That's funny stuff, guys. Yeah, That's that was, from Lance the Trucker. That was a great. I remember that episode. That was a great episode, and that was. And you know what, Cat? Are you there? And the kids out there. What up, kids? Meow, meow. Cat, Cat, we gotta ask before Valley goes on, or Lamar. You can pick up uh, when we get 
I'll get back into it. But uh, Cap, before we get on, it's a it's a new Cave Crush question that we haven't asked our first lady of the Cave Crush yet. Okay. So it's uh well you know who's all here Lamar's here Big Dog is here I'm here Veli's here International D sometimes is here Joe is here uh here we go Mary one night stand or long term affair or uh, since it's a whole bunch of us Veli give me another question what else No just leave them three come on Okay well pick <laughs> you gotta pick one to marry one to one night stand one long term affair. Or Menage. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a great question, Veli. There you go. Wait, okay. Say the options again. I take it you haven't listened to the show the past six episodes since you've been gone. <laughs> I've been a little busy, CB, like chasing my dreams and shit. Go ahead. All right. So, the new Cave Crush question that we ask all of our guests, Cave Crush, is Mary One Night Affair. Uh, or long term one night stand and long term affair. So between us, why is this single an option? What'd you say? And not to say Minaj. Yeah. Why is it single an option? No, no, no. You have to pick between the guys that you see up on the board, us, and <laughs> sorry for your and tell <laughs> and, and pick which one would you want to marry? One night stand, long term affair. Um, none of you, because I think of all of you like my my guys, my brothers. So I'm sorry, I can't even answer. Uh, well, you're you. gonna have to answer it, Cat. This the show. None of you. You have to answer the question. Ooh. Well, if you could pick, look like you finna answer. You finna answer? <laughs> no, I, I mean I was gonna say like none of you. I mean, if I want, okay. Maybe I'll say this. If I wanted any of those categories with any of you, I would have had them. Ooh. Oh, what a way. You can't, pro- <laughs> you can't prove that. So cool is my option. Like, cool is my answer. If I wanted to Ed- one night stand, marry any of you, like, all of that could have been done already. But it has Eddie. to be guys are. Buddies. You can't Daddy. prove you can't prove that anyway. All right, man. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Lamar. What else we got, man? Since Veli tried to take your job, what else we got? Damn. What the hell we doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. He just walked in. He don't need. <laughs> you gonna throw me out there? Man. We had we had emails and complaints. All right. So Cheryl writes in. She says. uh I think the interview with the makeup artist was very professional, except when CB started sounding like a creep because the lady was 24 and liked older men. Like what I'm saying. Uh, you can't prove that. What? No, they can. They can listen to all the episodes. Yeah. Sometimes. can prove that. Uh, what else you got, cuz? <laughs> right, next up is. Uh, you jump off so quick. Right. <laughs> next. All right, next up is Dave. Dave's right now. He says, uh, yo, I really enjoyed y'all last show from beginning to end. No complaints at all. Keep it up. Cool, cool. Thanks, right. Dave. Thanks, Dave, for checking us out. All right, next up, we got uh, Carol. Oh, shit. Carol writes in. She says, uh, in response to Joe from last week, it sounds like he's worried about job security from Slick Rick. Ooh. Y'all are too funny, though. Enjoyed the show, and good job, CB, for acknowledging your wife. 
Uh, no, Carol. I'm not worried about job security. <laughs> this is not a job, really. This is a hobby. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. This is work release. Worried about voluntary security. <laughs> voluntary security. This is work release. <laughs> All right, man. What else we got? All right. Next up, we got Tay right now. Uh, Tay writes, she says, uh, that's right, CB. You better acknowledge your damn wife. Touche. <laughs> Touche. All right. Uh, we got Barbara right now. Damn, this this for dog. Uh, Barbara writes, and she says, uh, I'm with Big Dog. I don't watch sports, and I saw Joe setting himself up with that dirt sheets in Derrick Rose segment. What's that name? <laughs> it's Barbara. Barbara, don't you talk about Derrick Rose? You leave Derrick the hell alone. Hey, the way y'all lose the joint, y'all can have it. Also, dog? You ain't got a professional basketball team down there. Hey, no one did I would claim no team out Chicago right now if I was you. Oh. Hey, you can't talk about this. Just like Siegel told uh, Charlemagne, you ain't qualified to talk about this. Qualified <laughs> to talk about East of the Mississippi River, hey, boy. You right, because uh, we don't lose in the South, baby. Oh. Who is we? I don't have one team. Right. right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm a sorry, Mr. Carroll. I'm a football team. Mississippi Mudslap. You can beat uh, Alabama. Oh, man. Y'all crazy. Mississippi Hammocks. <laughs> Alabama Pig Feet. Right, hey, you know what to do on this next email, CB. Well, who we got? Who we got, cuz? Alright, alright, so last up, last but not least, we got Slick Rick right now. Okay. You know what to do, CB. Hey, preface this, Slick Rick is not a part of the show. <laughs> Just writes in. What you call him, Belly? He's a writer in her. There you go. <laughs> alright, all so Slick Rick writes, he says, uh, last episode was good. It could have been better produced with more sound effects. But y'all have the format now, Pat. Belly be holding it down as far as wait what and doing Lamar's part with emails in Cat's Corner. And please don't take this the wrong way because I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes, but Big Dog is the anchor of the show. He is a constant professional. Now to Joe, welcome back. That was a good dirt sheet and I'm glad you, you're back on board. Okay, Joe. You more help, Big Rick. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I'll need your approval. <laughs> Go to hell. Hey, good job. Good job, Slickety Riggity. Oh man! All right. Hey, how you doing? I need some dog to constantly special. Big dog is the anchor. Like big dog is keeping everybody oh, my on the God. straight and narrow. I... <laughs> no, it's hard to deal with these fucking game bangers every week. Hey, dog, be answering with the best two word answers. How you gonna be the top anchor man? Hey, right. What oh. you think, dog? I don't know. <laughs> All right, that was hey, you gotta keep it gotta keep it simple, man. Hey dog, hey, but that should be funny to say a dog be on point with it. Hey, nah, this the best one though, C B. What you think, dog? I ain't fucking with that. <laughs> right, right. Hey, I tell you what, you can't have me talking and much C B talking enough for me and him both. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to keep my shit as short as possible. All right, well, Big Dog, you got a fan, all right? There you go. You got one fan in Slick Rick, all right? Oh, he's such a hater. There you go with that one fan shit, boy. I told you said that. All right, that was emails and complaints. Hey, let's uh, let's get this started. Well, where are we at? Where are we at? All 
Hey, look, again, okay, here we go. Uh, now we're going to be talking with, don't forget, we got uh, Sean Moulet coming up later on in the cave. And then Cat's Corner, return to Cat's Corner with Cat. And uh, also we talking conspiracy theories with our, our bro, Roland. Cat, you met Roland? He's the guy that does all of our promo videos. What's up, Cat? Hello, how are you, love? I'm good. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, now check this out. Now, uh, if you've been sleeping under a rock, if you haven't been sleeping under a rock, you will know that Donald Trump uh, said, and I quote, just grab him in the pussy. Now, uh, he says that is locker room talk. So let's talk about locker room talk. I want to give you guys an example. I, I disagree, number one, with that being locker room talk and i want to take it around i want to get everybody's opinion uh i even had a discussion with my wife and she says i know you guys all talk like that and and i gotta say even on this show we don't talk like that what donald trump described in my opinion was sexual assault and i want to give you guys an example now big dog the anchor of this show doesn't like me to tell about where exactly i work at because i think he might work there too so i won't say the exact place where i work at but when I first started at the age of 19, I had a situation with a guy. Now, check this out. I'm going to show you guys where locker room talk turned into sexual assault. Now, me and him was working together and me and a guy named Marvin, RIP to Marvin. We were working together and geez, this, this black girl came in and just, you know, we work in the garage. So there's not really that many women working around. So when a woman comes around, we we turn into regular guys, you know, like we like how we treat cat, basically. And so, you know, he was really turned on by her. And he said, I want to fuck her. I want to do this. What I want. And of course, us being guys, we said, hey, you can't handle that black pussy. You can't do nothing with that girl. You know, you can't handle it. That right there is locker room talk, trash talk. Here's where it went to the extreme. He told me and I quote. He said, oh, I can handle that big ass. I will punch her in the back to bend her over and then put my foot on her face to keep her down and begin to fuck her. And me and Marvin looked at each other like, and what you say? And he would continue this talk for weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally, it got back to her and her dad was in management. Now, I'm 19, my first union job. And then I got questioned and asked, did he say this? at labor relations and me not knowing i said yeah that's exactly what he said when i came back to the floor marvin was like you ain't say nothing did you like well they asked me what he said i found out because we're union we don't talk about what other unions said to to management and he ended up getting suspended for about three months we all started at the same time so when i ended up going to kansas city another situation with a guy ended up happening and i knew right then and there not to say nothing but I was just giving the example of trash talk to sexual, to describing sexual assault. What's y'all opinion on that? That motherfucker watched too much goddamn porn. <laughs> <laughs> he brutal as hell. Oh man, I mean, that's just a little bit of it. Man, I, you know what? I say it's all the same. I mean, he just took it to the next level, but talking about you know a female and talking about you know what you like to do and what you're gonna do is, is different levels like dude take it to the extreme but you know being real i mean we all have had conversations 
shit just ain't been recorded. But it, I mean, it, it happens all the time. I ain't saying that it's right. But wait, wait, cuz, 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 cuz. Wait a minute. We have never had a conversation saying that we would go against a woman's will and, and, and grab her. That's why I think Donald Trump went wrong with that. I don't think none of us have ever done did that or said that. It's a difference between right, right, not, not, right, right. Not, nobody has ever said that. But did he did he frame it that way? Yes, I mean, he framed it he that said. way. He said, "I'm going to Shit. I'm going to bend her over, and if I can't get her over, I'm going to punch her in the back." Oh shit! I I hear that shit. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, I mean, uh, that, that I mean that that is like crazy talk. But then you know it's one thing to talk crazy like that, and then to actually do it to do it right. But you still describing sexual assault, and I just want to make sure that we know and our listeners know that there is a difference between talk bragging about the women we want to sleep with or have slept with and describing a sexual assault. It's a big difference. Women, you know, I got a daughter. I want to know. I want people to know that it is a big difference between that. And that's why I wanna, I wanna kind of chime in because there is no big difference. That's fucked up. I would feel so dis. I mean, honestly, I have a lot of guy friends, and they don't talk that way around me. Right. You know, but I would be disgusted to know that they would talk about me like that when I'm not around, too. Like the whole fact of the matter is, and I'm kind of glad that you know this is coming to light. There are so many double standards, and one is that it's acceptable for a boy to talk like that. It's okay for a quote-unquote locker room talk. Like, are you serious? Like, you know, if, if it's that locker roomish, then we don't know about it. But this isn't the first time someone has said something derogatory toward a woman. And it won't be the last, unfortunately. But that's the issue. But the he didn't say it to her, though. It doesn't matter if he didn't say it to her or not. Your thoughts are just as powerful, probably more, than the things you actually say and do. But, okay. So to know that's his thought process. What if that was your wife? I know, I know. What but, if this was your wife he okay. was talking about? And this is just a woman he sees. I know. So but, I think actually, who gives a shit about the union? You did the right thing as a fucking human to say, yeah, that's exactly what he said. I mean, fuck that. I'm a. I'm. I'm not. I'm not okay with the fact that guys are now having this discussion. Like you're just talking about the fact that this could have been your mother. He was talking about just grab her by the pussy, like, and it's not the word pussy we have a problem with. It's grab. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> like the fact that you want to grab. Yeah. That. And then it kind of circles back around because this stereotype about women, you know, it's like now we have a woman running for president too. Like, how much more, <laughs> you know, how, how much more. Um, Embarrassing does this have to now, be? Now, 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 if he would now, I think everything that he said up to that grab part was legit. Oh, she has hot legs. Check out that. That's that's a guy talk. But I think I just want to make sure we're on the same page. He crossed the line and when I'm he said. I'm going to challenge you by saying no. That's not guy talk. That's still abuse. That's not he abuse. Doesn't know, he doesn't know her. This is a stranger. You're not allowed to talk aloud to think about another about someone who has no, has no way. You can think about it all day, but he's sharing it. He's talking with but another it's guy. It's talk. It's action. It went from you thinking about it to now it's in the universe. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the, the practice 
want to challenge me. Okay, I don't want to hog it all up. Uh, what uh, what you guys thinking? Big well, dog. Okay. Can I jump in? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, first of all, when they said locker room, I think everybody immediately went to a sports locker room. Yeah. Now, Trump didn't play sports, so let's frame it in the context of the way he's saying it. So when he's when he's excusing it, it could be an excuse, but you could also infer that that's the way they talk in his locker rooms. Where's his locker rooms at? Country club, golf, you know, golf country clubs, things of that sort. So it is quite possible that white powerful men truly talk like this. That's number one. Kind of framing it the way Kat was saying, um, it's it's inappropriate talk to talk in public when you're in a position such as that about women like that. You're married, you're speaking out of turn. I think that we make this thing very comfortable to say lewd things about women. And then we easily excuse them because it's not our daughter. Oh, it's not our wife, you know? And he's already been on record as saying pretty, you know, on the toe in the line things about his own daughters. Yeah. When, 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 when his own daughter was asked, uh, you know, say some great things about your dad. What, what do you think about when you think about your dad? She says some pretty awesome stuff yeah. that you think a, a grown daughter would say. Yeah. Then they asked him and he said, oh, I, well, I would say sex, but what kind of comment is that to, to make? You know, listen, I don't care who you vote for. You can excuse a whole lot of behavior. But man, frame that thing in the way it is. It's reckless. And yeah, it was 11 years ago. It is what it is. But the dude's mind is kind of fried in that area. He, he's a, he's an abuser. You're right. You can tell. Yeah, you're right. What you thinking, dog? I mean, honestly, man, you know, anytime you're having a conversation, um, if somebody overhears your conversation and they can be offended by it, even if you're not talking to them it's or about them. Over, yeah, right. And being in a position of power, you know, it's just, just not, it's, it's a bad look. I mean, there's really no way to clean that up or justify it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Dog, I mean, uh, CB, take, put this, keep this in mind too. Anything that you've ever done is going to come up, not as you going to your regular nine to five, but this is the man that's running for the presidency of the free world. Yeah. Everything's in play. And it's, I don't care if he cheated on a test in middle school. Yeah. It's allowed to come up. <laughs> and, and, and it's crazy because Billy Bush got fired and this guy is still running for president. So it just goes to show something's not right right here. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys got any, any feedback, any other feedback on uh, locker room talk, quote unquote? Joe, we ain't heard from you. I tell you what, CB, to, to, to put it in another frame where you'll probably get a little better. The same way you would hold your pastor to a certain standard. Yeah, yeah. I think the president would kind of fall in that same kind of category. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you're not going to get the lead way that everybody else may get. Right, right, right. But exactly. I, think what what I'm, I think it, what I'm it, saying it, is that for common guys, I want women to know that when we see a hot-looking woman, we do say... So remember that movie What Do Men it's Think There's a difference between Saying how female look Yeah Versus saying like You gonna do to them Right Yeah like what you gonna do to them yeah. Because I mean As much shit as we talk Yeah 
Guys, I mean, a real man don't really talk about what he do in the bedroom. Yeah. That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 straight. That's a straight sucker move right there. So, I mean, I don't even know how it, it just come from a standpoint of somebody that's that's rich and kind of feel entitled that he can do what he want. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, that is what that is. As uh like uh Roland was saying, the type of locker rooms he in, he in there with a bunch of other rich, white, privileged men. Just like you said, what he tell dude, uh, well, they think you're a star, they know you're a star. You just walk up to him and kiss him and do this, that, and the third to him because you're a star. That's, that's that privilege. Yeah. 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 All right, Belly, you, you quiet on this one. You got anything to say on this or we gonna move on? No, I mean, definitely agree with everybody. Uh, we all have different aspects and different language when we around each other uh, there's certain things that I might talk to CB about that I might not talk with Joe about you know vice versa we all have a certain lingo a certain way of talking with each other but I'm not gonna say nothing about a woman that CB or Joe or anybody gonna look at me like dude do I have to call 911 exactly yeah. or they some looking at me like damn that's damn that's kind of harsh ain't it bro so my whole thing, honestly, is not Donald Trump because we all know his stupidity is more so Billy Bush and his reaction. Yeah. Because just like kind of the um, pop over uh, jump on subjects, it's kind of like what we keep talking about in America when black people getting killed or shot and you got people standing there or recording. So is that what Billy Bush did? He didn't say like, man, you know, hold on, Donald, that's, you know, that's kind of too much. You know what I mean? Calm down. He just kept going with it. You know what he, I mean? He actually laughed and instigated it. You know, like, that's, that's my point. You know what I mean? It's one thing when you got one idiot, but when you got somebody backing him, and that's, a, again, another rich privilege, because if he was some regular dude, he would have been like, hey, man, you don't say no shit like that. But because he's this so-called powerful man, dude just laughed it off. But you know what? So that's more of my problem right there. And you know what was funny? What you said is Donald Trump should sit down with Ilyana Van Zant for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wouldn't last five minutes. He wouldn't. Uh, one of them wouldn't last five minutes. I don't know which one. Yeah, no, nah, he needs to sit down with Medea. Let him sit down with Medea. <laughs> <laughs> no, he need to sit down with Big Dog. Grits for his ass. Right, Tina Turner in the back of that limo. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, Kat, I'll give you the last word on this before we move on. Awesome. I just want you guys to know that you do it all the time, and society has made us used to it. You talk about my boobs like I'm not a mom, like I'm not a professional, like I'm not a teacher. You you talk about me, and it's okay. It's a joke. It's funny. But this is a perfect example of locker room talk. Whatever locker room it is, black, white, blue, green, rich, poor, I want to challenge men to rethink the way they approach women, the way they discuss women, because it happens. And like, since, like I say, I'm, I'm, I won't say like I'm used to it, but I accept it because I know all boys will be boys. But yeah. you know, if this was all women I'm on the show and it was one guy and they were coming at him like that, it would be, I think, a very different attitude. Now that's where so you're wrong. Unless he was gay. Now that's where you're wrong, Cat. Now I gotta jump in. <laughs> Basically, what she's trying to tell you, CB, is uh, kill yourself and start over. No, 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 no. Before we get <laughs> now, before and with all that being said, grab the kids. Now, now I was gonna move on, but now you women know y'all say some cruel shit too, cat. 
I know. I, let me oh, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that isn't what happened. We do it, women do it, men do it. Women are probably a little bit more discreet with it. Maybe women my era, you know, these new women are much more vocal about things that should be discussed a little bit more maturely and privately, you know. And again, you know, I, I, I definitely, we women and men ain't shit conversations and we talk about you all in the differences. So we see a nigga and we, we don't think like, oh, I was fucking. We think like, oh. He probably loved his mama. Oh, bullshit. I was with, I was with, I can't say this woman's name because she's very special, but I was at a wedding with this woman. And, Veli, you actually know these people, but, and this this guy was dancing. And this woman, I'm getting ready to have my drink. And this woman sat next to me and said, That man dancing out there like he can't fuck. And I, and I, I, (laughs) it shocked the hell out of me. And I turned, I said, What'd you say? And I just couldn't believe that she said that. And that just lets me know the type of stuff that you women say. No, no, you women say some borderline stuff too. Now, I just want to put it out there, y'all. Right, but again, you heard that was in a negative context. Like, women don't do it in a sense like, oh, I push him down and sit on his face. Like, we don't get there. <laughs> we, we don't go there. You know, we stop a little bit. Before I we don't get know, Ken. I, 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 I know some females that, you know what I'm saying, they talk a little regular too. Yeah. You're going to need some backup on this one, Kat. The Ken's going to have to speak. Put the Ken's on the microphone. The Ken's going to have to speak. I mean, I can't help it. This the way the good Lord made me, but every woman does it. But again, you, we don't have Hillary Clinton talking like that or whoever. Michelle Obama is not about to let you hear her about her husband out. I'm sure she talks shit about her husband all day, too. But it's a different context. Uh, you know, like it's just you don't want to hear Hillary talking like that. Hell no. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's just... like rub them down, smack it up, flip it. <laughs> None of that. Ooh. They didn't want to hear Hillary talking like that. Exactly, no erection. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be a messed up first lady if your man gets some top in the Oval Office. Oh, who said? That? Maybe, maybe she, maybe she could have kept. Maybe not. Maybe she could have kept him if she was talking like that. Oh, who said that? Who said that? He needed a story for the locker room. He's a powerful white man. We've all agreed they reckless. So now let's get into this. Uh, Roland, now for those that don't know, me and Roland, we have... Man, I'm glad I met this guy, man. Now, Roland, what's the name of your page, man? Your uh, other page other than Three Leaf Films. Okay, it's called The Cleese Report. The Cleese, um, yeah. What's yeah, that? but it's at Please Report. C L E E Z E Report. Now that's on YouTube as well, right? Yes, but it's under the Please Report on YouTube. Cool, sweet, sweet, sweet. Now it's a conspiracy page, right? Yes, all things conspiracy, but not with the typical what they call truther twist to it. I kind of step out those boundaries and kind of give my own thought process. That's why I made those pages because I just think a little bit different. So you would you consider yourself like a conspiracy theorist? Yes and no. I say no because the word conspiracy theorist has a negative connotation, especially in today's society. I, I lean more towards um, I just speak facts. I can take conspiracy out of it and still prove my point. There's enough evidence without stepping outside these, you know, with these big, elaborate, imaginary things they, a lot of these conspiracy theorists say. 
Okay, uh, now the best one that I saw that you did was the Michael Jordan and his dad one. Describe that. Tell tell everybody about that real quick, and then I'm going to give you a conspiracy. I don't know if everybody else has one, and I want to know what you guys think about that. Because I find this stuff interesting, especially with the election coming up. Uh, the, the, the Golden State Warriors and the Cavs, I think there's a conspiracy behind that. You know, the way all that stuff played out and stuff like that. But tell us a little bit about the, the Michael Jordan and his dad conspiracy trip. Before we go off the subject, I got a conspiracy too I want to put out there. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, it was, it was kind of, you know, really in my craw about this Michael Jordan thing. Now, we all know he's the GOAT, whatnot. Um, six, you know, six championships with a year and a half break in between. He possibly could have had eight if he would have stayed. Um, so I, I got this one video that made me want to make a video about this. So it's a two-part video I have on YouTube. And what it is, is I believe that Michael Jordan's dad was murdered by people that Michael Jordan owed money to. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody likes to say, well, how could he have a gambling problem if he's, oh, he's richer than God, this, that, and the other. Um, but these are some very, very heavy gambling debts. And what happened was, is we know he retired in 93. Well, here's the conspiracy. A lot of people say he was actually secretly suspended because he had huge, huge gambling problems and it leaked into the NBA. Now, how we know this, and it's not a conspiracy, is because in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Knicks, after game one, he went to Atlantic City. It got leaked to NBC and they called him on it. Say, hey, well, hey, you know, you was gone. Instead of resting, you went and you went gambling. Oh, well, I like I like the gamble. So that was the kind of the first thing. So right after that, he retires. So while he was retired, um, it, his dad got killed. Yeah. Sus- suspiciously, he got killed in South Carolina right on the North Carolina line. Now, the video that I'm talking about that made me make this video is a, is a video about Frontline. has nothing to do with conspiracies. It's not a YouTube channel. It's an actual show called Frontline on PBS. The show was called Postmortem. It was about how bad small town coroners are. So Michael Jordan's dad lands in a town with a coroner who is an elected official, has no medical background, does not do autopsies. When he was found, he got shipped 100 miles away where the autopsy was done basically in a barn. So then three weeks later, they find out, oh, once they realize uh, they can't do nothing with this body, he actually gets cremated because in this small town, the guy couldn't afford, the coroner couldn't afford to bury the man. So he's also cremated. Conspiracy, right? right? So he's watching television and there's a news report. Michael Jordan's dad had been missing for three weeks and he's like, oh, I think that's my John Doe. Wow. Yeah, so that kind of led me to connect the dots that says, hey, you got all this evidence of Michael Jordan and these gambling debts. We know how the mob operates. They say the mob's not in Vegas anymore. Right. But... We know back then that gambling is mobbed up, yeah. and the money, the money that Jordan is gambling with is not 
a couple hundred bucks. Right. We're talking about um, here's here's more evidence. A guy that he used to play golf with um, wrote a book in '93. Also, and this would lead to the full on public investigation of Michael Jordan. Um, uh, I can get that book name for you guys, but he he said he actually won. Um, nine hundred thousand dollars from michael jordan playing golf and he said what's the book what's the book called the book is called uh, my gambling addiction or something like that like the dude was oh it's called michael and me our gambling oh yeah 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 my cry for help and also um uh ex uh drug dealer or convicted drug dealer uh had a personal check of michael jordan's for fifty seven thousand dollars so why is Michael Jordan writing checks to drug dealers for fifty-seven thousand dollars? So it just it just looks crooked. Right. So that's why I came up with that video. Hey, now all right. So I want everybody to go to that the Cleese Report on YouTube and check out some of Roland's uh, conspiracy videos and stuff like that. Hey, what you guys think about about this conspiracy that he just said, Joe? What you think? Oh shit! I think a lot of it's true. I mean, we all know Mike got a gambling uh, problem, and uh, they uh, could be connected to his daddy's death. That's why I didn't know about the corner and shit. Yeah, that's, that's part crazy. Exactly. See, I didn't know about that either. <laughs> but uh, as far as him retiring, he didn't. Now he retired before his daddy died, right? No, yes. I thought he retired. Yes. The first time he retired before before his dad. Died. I yep. thought he retired. It's Bob's dad too. I thought he retired uh, after. Real, it was real close, but it's the same year because if you remember, and uh, I'm a little surprised you Chicago Cats don't remember this. Um, he retired right before the um, the the '94 '95 season. Yeah, remember? Well, Roland, well, Roland according to Big Dog, we too busy gang banging, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't watch much news. But, I, but honestly, I thought that was the reason he retired because his pops had got killed. No, that's the that's the reason why he went into baseball. It's because the pops got killed. Man, hey, but <laughs> you make me look at everything different now. Shit, I might think about shit while my son did some shit this morning in the bathroom or something. Uh, that that's a damn conspiracy theory, man. Some shit ain't right. Well, you know, obviously, man, with the hip-hop community, the first thing I think about is Tupac and Big. Yeah. Right. You know, and I mean, even to this day, I still be wondering, like, what happened? You know what I mean? These these two uh, hip-hop legends, at the same, you know, height of their career, pass away basically months apart from each other. No, no. And I know it's been, it's been heavily documented. It's just still always that mystery, man, you know, behind it. Have you heard of, um, uh, now this is, now this part is, is going a little bit deep into what they really call conspiracy. So since we going down this rabbit hole, let's touch on it. What have you heard of blood sacrifices before? No. The, the Illuminati. Yeah. 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 Well, if, if, let, let's take that. <laughs> Right, right. Let's take that. Let's take the word Illuminati out of it for a second, because like I said, it, it brings a connotation as soon as you hear that word and they try to downplay it. But let's just think about this for a second. If you notice at every level, now we're not saying that people aren't already famous. But if you ever notice how they go up another level, 
it's always centered around someone close to them's death, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of people say that uh, Tupac was Suge Knight's blood sacrifice, and uh, uh, Biggie was Puffy's um, uh, blood sacrifice. Well, it, didn't so, work, it didn't work out too good for Suge. Well, now, now, but. It, when Tupac did die, I mean, the label was large. I mean, but there's also a negative. Look at Dame Dash. I mean, we love him for his his business mind, but after he did his blood sacrifice, which was Aaliyah, it, you know, uh, his career kind of took off a little bit, and then it went in the toilet because we know what Jay Z did to him. Yeah, you know, I, you know, see, that's the kind of stuff that, that that that's where people lose me with that kind of stuff. I, I don't, I just that kind of stuff. I don't know if I believe in. I just can't. Well, I mean, you can paint the, you know, there's dots that connect. Like I said, that's going out on the fringe because it's stuff that we actually yeah. don't know. Yeah. But there's things, there's things that you can look at that says, okay, well, when Kanye, when Kanye's mom died, did he not go three, four rungs up the ladder? Oh man, that's I just, to think that somebody would, to think that somebody <laughs> would kill their mom. What you say? Same thing with Jennifer Hudson, man. I know, but to think that somebody will actually kill off their family for that, I just can't. It's hard for me to, man. Where you make it, okay? Where you make your first mistake is is believing that celebrities are human beings. Now I don't mean they're aliens or nothing like that. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that you have to me. This is just my breakdown. You have a section of of celebrities. It's not about being rich. Okay. It's seeking fame. Now, when you seek fame, you need affirmation. That is a huge pit in your heart that needs to be filled. There ain't enough money. There ain't enough screens. There ain't enough fans that can fill it. So every time someone gets into the industry, what makes them go further than they want to is their need for fame because you can especially now why do people sign record deals still yeah yeah why why would jay-z need to you know what i mean why would he need to sign a record deal right once you get to a certain level record deal should be out of it right why is little wayne still fighting for what is he fighting for 30 30 million dollars you know what i mean so it's a need to be famous a need have people scream your name to be in lights and man you don't know what these people will do to get that so I'm not surprised when I see stuff like that happen people don't realize Jay-Z's uh, nephew was murdered yeah yeah, I remember that Frenchy, Frenchy Montana's boy was murdered you know what I mean, I mean we thinking, all, about, uh, thinking about two rolling right before you said them, the uh, French Montana's and I'm like yes yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, irony in that whole situation. But that's, these names, these names. but that's also saying that black people can't be successful without being part of a cult, and that's why uh, that's why I kind of want to stay away from too. You know, I what got, I, mean? I, I got white, I got white names too. Oh, it's, not, it's not about, oh, it's shit. not about, it's not about being in a cult. Like I said, I'm not saying that these people have a secret meeting and they get all in a circle. See, that's what the conspiracy say. What I'm saying is, is that. It's clear evidence that media is controlled by six entities. The 90% of the media is controlled by six entities, right? If we're all about the same age, go back to 
let's say go back to almost right after the birth of hip hop, right? Yeah. And if you notice, when you popped open your, your your tape and you read all the names on the bottom of what label it was from, right? Yeah. Now this will refresh your memory. If you see, if you seen straight out of Compton, it'll refresh your memory to the way the music industry works, right? What happens is, is if I get big enough, you'll give me a label, right? Right, right. right. But my parent, what my parent label is, so Ruthless was owned by Interscope. Right. But Interscope is owned by such and such, which is owned by such and such, which is owned by Sony. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And, and everybody knows that Sony is the devil. And Sony is Sony got a lot of bodies on it. So yeah, got, go ahead, Roll. I know what you're saying. But they all they're all wicked. People still don't realize that Disney owns ESPN. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you have such a liberal spin. To the, to the sporting that is reported on ESPN right. because it's owned by Disney. Right. Fox News is controlled by Secor. Yeah. So it, all this stuff spiders somewhere. So there's always somebody. So when you start talking about one, two, five people controlling something, that's not a conspiracy. I feel you. I if feel I have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, all the people that's on the that's that's on the um on the show today how many people live in your house for the men in the house i mean for the men on here if you're the husband you're the leader of the house right so everything goes to you and hey, listen we're, we're manly men i'm not saying that you don't let your wife have a say i'm not saying that your wife probably don't even control a whole bunch of it at least in her mind but at the end of the day the buck stops with the dad right so the dad has influence over everybody who leaves the house. It's, it's the same way. It's it's a building of cards. So the person at the top always controls the things that go down to the bottom. That's why in 2016, we have no conscious music whatsoever in mainstream uh, music because they, don't, they don't want it. And don't please don't give me Kendrick Lamar. Don't, don't give me. You got to think about it, Roland. Half of the time, we don't want it. Well, because we've been because we've been trained not to want it. First, listen, people are sheep, black or white. It doesn't matter. We go where we're led, and if we have a bad leader, we'll follow. And if you have no one speaking out, we'll get led right to the slaughter. And right now, because of the way the system is set up, because of the way families are set up, we're not standing and leading our families anywhere. So. The television, the radio, all control. Now, if you want to call that a conspiracy, I call it fact. That's why I say I don't like saying conspiracy because it's there's 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 dots that can all be connected back to the to the source. If that makes sense, I got. I mean, you can't you can't dispute that everything starts from the top and it trickles down. But as far as when you start talking about uh, the blood sacrifice and all the other crap, you know, what I'm saying? you kind of lose me there. Oh no! I I, I I preface my comment with that's definitely fringe thinking, but we we kind of went down that rabbit hole, so I touched on it. But you know, I, I'm not too firm on that. Is it? But, I would I, I would probably say mentally, when somebody lose somebody close to them, they'll probably elevate themselves and you know try to do something in that person's memory. But saying that you are actually going to sacrifice. Somebody you love for fame is I don't, I don't know about that one. 
Okay, that's a good point. So let's 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 visit that one. Okay, so you saying that if I lose somebody, I ratchet my skills up, I put myself more into my music or my craft or whatever, and um, I'm almost doing it for that person. Okay, I got you. I feel. You. Here's my only problem with that. And like I said, I'm not totally 100% saying that that's what's going on. I'm saying that's what's being said. But let's, let's deal with the whole, um, I put myself into my work, okay? The reason why that's a little unlikely is because where how far you go up the ladder is not determined by you or your skill set. That's proof as well. That's why Fetty Wap can have five hit songs one summer and now you you couldn't pick them out of a lineup if he committed a crime yeah but you gotta think about it like like right now with most of the hip-hop guys they really don't have that lyrical skill set so coming out with one good party song is really not that hard to do he had all the, all the old heads yeah what what but like now you don't like you said you don't hear from him it be, because they're done with them because they're done. The industry is done with them. They they elevate you and they sit you down. Now you're gonna love in hip hop. Yeah, and that's a and that's a joke. Yeah. And that's an absolute joke. Yeah, once you go there, that's about... go ahead, cuz. Hanging out with Ray J. Right. Hey cuz, go I ahead, got man. A quick question for you, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. Um now I got a question about, I don't know if it's just me. Once I got put on to like a lot of stuff that you're saying, I started looking for like imagery and like music videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that see this where you always see the pyramid, you always see the single eye, you always see the triangle, you always see a lot of imagery, especially in Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar album where he was kind of like floating, even that uh, hovering above, you know, uh, everybody on the street. That was some, you know, other stuff, type of stuff too. But what are your thoughts on that? Who, who's, who's, do you think they're involved with that? Or you think it's the major, uh, record label that's putting all this out there, um, being creative and entering all this stuff in the video? What, 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 what's your take on that? Well, uh, you know, my thing is, is I do, I have a firm belief in the imagery, you know, they're definitely putting something out there. You have, um, um, ASAP Rocky in one of his videos he has the um, the five pointed pentagram which is definitely attached to um, um, the uh, occult um, in a video um, with the candles and all that so I think that it could be more subconscious and then you have people who um, direct the videos a lot of times the artist really doesn't have a say in how the video is going to go so like I said I think it's more of an industry thing and I don't think there's some secret meeting that they're all getting together behind closed doors like some of the political figures have been said to do. But there's definitely a, um, if, if I can say, there's a spirit over music um, that has them kind of uh, channeling these these spirits, you know, to kind of, if I put my hand over my eye, that gives me a certain type of power. It taps me into um, the eye Horus. I mean, there's no secret on what that means. You know, they say the, the pineal gland in your brain, which releases serotonin, um, is also a way to um, tap into your higher self. You're talking about chakras and and, um, um, and energy and things of that sort. Brother, um, brother, 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 you losing me, man. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man, to me, man, it, it all sounds like, uh, like, like mind manipulation. You know what I'm man, saying? Man, you scare me, yeah, man. man. Somebody to listen. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get somebody to listen, and they start paying attention, then they start to buy into whatever man. bullshit they put All I know is it sound like, <laughs> man. what it is. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey, you got, but as far as all that conspiracy shit, man, I, I, ain't, I don't believe none of that shit. <laughs> Boy, bro, you hey, scared. Like this. Look, look, check this out. It's like with the way the kids dress today. Yeah, please right. don't. Please. <laughs> but but you, you have to admit, you, you have to admit that there's an energy in the universe that if you put out positive stuff, positive stuff come back, right? I agree with that. Okay, cool. All right. So what happens is, is right now that over music, there's a negative energy being put out. I agree with that. Okay. So what happens is, is that negative energy controls and manipulates the listener into doing certain behavior. Okay, now let me stop you right there for one second. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it in the in the movie industry for the longest. Okay, but now since the younger black generation has kind of caught on to the marketing skill and they make a little more money, now it's like okay, all the music is negative. But there's a hell of a lot more killings going on in these fucking movies. And there's no light being shed on that. You know what I'm saying? There's no it's all tied together, big dog. Ain't nobody it's, trying to excuse it. No, but it's, it's, it's a double standard, though. I don't think it's so. Based on the music versus the movies. No, nah, we've been at least on my page. We talk about the movies too. I mean, yeah, on we, your page, but what? <laughs> and your yeah, page again is what uh, the Cleves Report, right? On YouTube, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, dog. Z-E. All right, go ahead. Now. It's like it's, it's, it's a double standard on hip hop anyway. I mean, we want to force our own guys out at an early age when every other uh, genre of music they keep performing till they get tired of performing. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just a double standard on on the music game. Period. I don't know. DMX just signed to Rock, rock Nation, though, dog. That's pretty good. X Crackhead, forty some years old, signed to Rock Nation. That's pretty good, bro. I, I mean, I, my my thing is this. I I mean. You look at music, you look at entertainment in general, okay? And and what I'm saying is, is that there's negativity in everything. Rock, it doesn't matter which genre, there's always going to be negativity. But what I'm saying is, is that we've left a time when there was at least a balance of, in the, in the movie industry, they allowed um, uh, certain movies to get out that was able to inspire right. creation right. and to uplift. Now those movies are becoming less and less. In the hip hop industry, there was artists that was allowed to speak positive and still sell records. But now that's been removed. There was in the R&B industry and in the pop industry, every single form of entertainment has now been totally taken over to where 90% of it is filth, negativity, or pushing some type of homosexual agenda. It, it's that's not a conspiracy. That's hundred percent fact. Yeah, but you gotta think they, they already controlled it. 
They controlled it 100% in the beginning. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you what they fucked up at. Technology. <laughs> These fucking camera phones, and, and now people are able to see shit that's been going on behind closed doors, and, and, and you couldn't, and, and it's not like stuff that's going on now is some new. Right, it's been going on since the beginning, but what I'm saying is, is that we see it and we still don't wake up. We're still asleep. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah no, 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 uh-uh. Take that back. No, there's no. people out here recognizing it, but they still want to stay asleep. Okay. They don't want to know. Okay, let me. Uh, let me. Okay, we gotta we gotta move on. But I do want to drop a conspiracy theory on you guys that, and it has a lot to do with this election. Now, in two thousand and eight, it was a guy named Senator Barack Obama was going. Now, bro, I need you here for this one, bro. I, ne- I need you here for this one. I need you here for this one. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was a guy named Senator Barack Obama going against. Senator Hillary Clinton. Okay. Now, it was a wave of black people. We're all voting for Barack Obama. She was secretary. She was secretary of state. No, not then, because she was Obama's secretary of state. She was senator then. She was senator of New oh, York. Oh, New York. Of yeah. New York. So, right, right, right. so okay. now, now check this out. Every black person in America was behind Barack Obama in 2008, except for one person. You know who that was? Magic Johnson. What happened in 1992? Well, 1991, Magic Johnson was diagnosed with HIV. 1992, Bill Clinton. Now, you got to remember, in the early 90s, HIV, that was a death sentence. Magic was supposed to have been dead in 92. Okay? Now... All of a sudden, Bill Clinton becomes the president. And all of a sudden now, Magic Johnson is still living. Could it be that Bill Clinton gave Magic the cure for HIV? And that's the reason why he's still here? Hell no. Is it me? Is it me or is it a conspiracy, my brother? It's definitely you. Yeah, it's definitely you. It's definitely you. I got a conspiracy for you. Here we go. Now, we all been on this show for a while. <laughs> yeah. DB, take five months off a year, five to six months. He always telling us how close we are. We, we almost there. <laughs> Knocking on the door. I think CB done knocked on the door and walked in. Nah, what and, and made a deal with somebody. And now... That's why he get all his uh, time off. Oh, whatever. Yeah, CB worked work two months out of the year. That's not true, hey, man. You can't prove hey, that. you see what he was talking about earlier. You see the, you see the conversation we was having early in the cave, right? Talking about death and all that. What's all that death? All talk? right, man. Anyway, all right. That was it. Right, like, like Ruben said, I don't think that's a conspiracy. I think that's fact. Yeah, uh, whatever, man. Whatever. All right. Hey, I want every. Anyway, I want everybody to go to Roland's page, the Cleese Report on YouTube, Cleese Report on Instagram. Check it out. If you guys agree with his conspiracies or his facts, as he says, or if you agree, if you what, tell me what you think of mine as well. You know, mine on Magic Johnson and uh and, Ob- and Obama and all that. Tell me what you think of that. Go to there, and uh, we will be right back with more inside the cave.
You're on the number one show inside the cave. Three Lee Films. Yo, this is Joe Dirt, the host of the Dirt Sheets, the best segment on any podcast. Stay tuned for another classic Dirt Sheet coming up. Matter of fact, don't even waste your time. Just fast forward to the last 10 minutes of the show and you can hear the best person on this podcast, which is me. When inside the cave. Inside the cave with CB, the leader, Joe Dirt, Dirty Joe, Valley Val, Frugal Valley, Big Dog, Bull Tide, Said, <laughs> Cousin Lamar, International D, the International Lover, and Cat, Inside the Cave, the number one podcast in Chai. <laughs> Inside the cave. All right, here we go. <clears throat> hey, welcome back inside the cave, the and go to inside the cave blog.com under the cave spotlight and check out today's guest. Hold on, before I do that, let me get make sure I'm saying your name right because I so tell me your name again because I want to make sure I, I think I was saying it wrong. It's uh, Sean Mueller. Sean, Sean Mueller. Sean Mueller. Okay, cool. And under the cave spotlight, check out today's guest, Sean Mueller. Sean Mueller. Hey, Sean, uh, welcome to Inside the Cave, bro. Hey, what's happening, man? Hey, man, you know, I was just checking out your joint as I just got done telling you, man, the new song, uh, Summertime, man. First of all, let me just say, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, as soon as I put it on, man, I'm telling you, like 15 seconds in, I'm nodding my head. You know what I mean? I listened to it on SoundCloud. Uh, that's your sound. Give give everybody your SoundCloud page so uh, so everybody can check that joint out. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, SoundCloud.com slash Mueller Music. Uh, Mueller's my last name, so it's that M U L A Music. Sean Mueller, and also you can go to Inside the Cave Blog.com and check it out under the Cave Spotlight. Sean Mueller, man, like I said, the joint is real dope, man. It's real smooth, laid back, man. A lot of weed talking that motherfucker, man. So kind of like that yeah. uh, it's like a California type feel now you said that you're not in Cali right now you were in Cali for about nine months you said yeah I just I just got back from Cali in September I'm back in Boston for school but I definitely wrote that song in California that's why it's got that old vibe to it yeah man and uh, who's the kid singing on it that's actually one of my good, good buddies from uh, college his name's Dylan Rockoff, and he's uh, he's really doing well right now. Um, he goes to school with me. He's from uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, man, he's singing the hell out that joint, man. <laughs> you could tell y'all was yeah. really feeling that, man. He's singing the hell out that joint. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So now I hear that also. Uh, well, how long? Let's before I get into that. How long have you been? Uh, how long have you been rapping, man? I've been rapping for about seven, eight years. Word, okay, that's what's up, that's what's up Yeah And you, and um And so like, it says you like, uh, produce too? Yeah, and I make beats too So I'm in, I've been producing music For the last, I'd say about four or five yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, man. I like I like your vibe. I like your style, man. So, like, describe your style for everybody. Like, is that is summertime like your 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 style, or is do you, are you like versatile? Do you have more than just that laid back type flow, or do you have anything? Um, yeah, right right now, the music that I'm working on, um, 
is, I'd say, is more laid back and it kind of, not even just laid back, but as far as the production, it kind of has that, uh, I call it like poolside, like beach, like beach music, you know? Right, right, right. It's got a harder vibe to it, so it's just, uh, it's it's something different, but I'm very, like, inspired in Cali with all that music that I was listening to, you know, being in the summertime and everything that was just surrounding me. Right, right, right. Now, but, uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, I got some, I got, I got some kind of different stuff coming out soon, but I'm, I'm really trying to stick with that vibe for sure. So, what would the video look like for uh, summertime? Have y'all shot a video? Have you thought about shooting a video? Um, we thought about shooting a video. Um, we actually just shot a video to another song. So I don't know if we're gonna get to a summertime video. Um, it was just difficult. Uh, we're all in different places, me and my homie Billy and everything, but ideally I'd like to shoot it in both, uh, shoot some of it in California and shoot some of it in Boston too, because I, I reference both places and that's kind of where I'm back and forth from. You know, right. that was really the idea behind the song. So, so wait a minute, what part of California? You, you're in L.A., right, when you be in uh, California, right? Yeah, I was in L.A. Um, I was working in... Um, Hollywood. I was living in Inglewood, and oh. then I had uh, a lot of homies out in Santa Monica. All right, you all know, right. I, I love Santa Monica and Venice, so I was really all over LA. All right, man. How do you, how do you be from Boston and hang out in LA yeah. and then go back to Boston like it's sweet, man? You can't do that, man. Now, I know the history. Celtics, Lakers. Come on, man. I'm a <laughs> Lakers fan. How you be doing that, man? You can't do that. Man, I I miss Cali, man. Boston's a home, but I miss I miss the weather, I miss the women, I miss going into a store and just being able to purchase weed. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Yeah, we, we're gonna talk more about that weed in a minute. But you just said something that I, I noticed. You said you miss the women. Tell all of our oh, listeners, yeah. man, that listen primarily in the Midwest and everything. I know from just seeing it and being out there in California. Tell everybody about the beautiful women that's out in Cali. Is there anything like it? Man, it's just I think I think fine women flock to the to the hot areas, you know. Yeah, you know, Florida, California, every time I go, I'm just like I haven't seen this many hot women in one place in my life. You know? <laughs> it's uh especially the beaches. The beaches they is killing it. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, how was it? Like, I know in Miami, like, you just could be on the on, on South Beach and and, and then next thing you know, somebody will walk in with a, with a thong on and maybe topless, you know, you just never know. You know, it might be in Wet Willie, somebody come in there like that. Uh, the few times I've been in L.A., I don't remember hanging out on a beach as much. I remember being on Malibu a few times, but not really hanging out uh-huh. on the beach as much uh, what 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 is it like being on the beach in LA man I think I think well there's, there's one main difference between uh, like Miami girls and LA girls because I was in Miami last winter and you know Miami girls I don't know what it is but they got the biggest butts anywhere in this country man biggest like, butts biggest asses yeah yeah butts yeah. But in, in LA, the girls are just they're just dope in the sense like you got like these like they're all they're all about fashion. 
Yeah. You know, they got slim, nice bodies. They got they got um, tattoos. I mean, I, I like tattoos personally. Right, it's right. just uh, it's just a different sort of vibe. And they smoke weed out in Cali, so that's always a plus. Yeah, 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 you've been talking a lot about that weed. So, like, so um, you just can go in there. You have you have to have like a weed card or anything. Just go in there and get your weed. How how you get your weed out there? Yeah, anybody anybody can get a medical card in California. You know, you gotta. Oh, I'm having problems sleeping. Oh, I'm having problems with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 really just an economic thing. But what's cool because I've been you know in Colorado they got it recreationalized, but out there you get taxed pretty hard. Since it's all medical in LA, you don't get taxed, so it's uh, it's really the hookup. So you're saying you can have Obamacare and get get your weed, right? Man, I was wondering about that. I haven't figured that out. If, if like health insurance is going to start covering like weed, because it wasn't covering my weed, but that would be ideal. Yeah, man, something to think about. <laughs> yeah, I think that California would get weed populated because they already got too much traffic. Right, right, right. So, so California is it just like Colorado as far as the weed goes? Uh, first person, I mean, I don't know if it's just a vibe, but I think that LA, uh, Cali weed is better. Well, I'm talking about as far as purchasing. So you say you have to have a medical card to get it out there, but Colorado, you oh, can yeah. just purchase it. Colorado, you just got to be 21. Ah, nice, nice, nice. So it's twenty-one to smoke weed in Colorado. Eighteen to sm- well, how you gotta be to smoke squares? I don't know. Well, it's actually it's it's eighteen for medical uh, purposes. Like you can get a medical card at eighteen, but if you're um, but once you turn twenty-one, you can you don't need a medical reason. You can just purchase it. Nice, nice, nice. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're educating me on this weed stuff. I'm glad you're doing that, man. <laughs> Thank you. I know, it. I know a little bit too much, but nothing wrong. With no, that. I, I've been traveling. Yeah, how old are you, man? I'm 21. 21. Oh, okay. So you said you've been rapping for eight years, producing for four years. So that's what's up. You started real yeah. young. That's cool. That's cool. Oh yeah, I've always been into hip hop. Yeah. I love hip hop. Yeah, and that, uh. You say you're in college now? Yep. So what you studying? I'm studying uh, music industry. Really, really. Okay. So it's like a, a music business type of combination. Yeah. So what? So what's your plan? So you just using that to, uh, you know, to to, to to for for your for your personal things, or are you just thinking like you want to, you have like goals to be like an exec or something uh, like that? Or? Yeah, I say it's both. I think. Um, Personally, I'm, I'm, I'm well-educated now in the music industry, so I think it's very hard if someone put a contract in me, you wouldn't really be able to, you know, put me over because I know right. um, what I'm talking about, right. you know? And um, as far as trying to put together a team, trying to put together a manager, whatever I might need in the future, um, you know, I know what I need, so I'm, uh, that's, that's kind of the personal reasons behind it. Yeah. And I always tell people, you know, if... Uh, if I could have any other job other than being an entertainer, it would be anything else in this music industry, whether it be managing another artist or working for a record label, you know, some exec type position, some A&R type position. Um, I think I'm just so interested in it all. I'd really be uh, happy doing anything like that. Yeah, now, um, 
also I saw that you also work with Dash Radio, right? Yeah, I uh, that's what I was doing in California. I was kind of uh, doing like board operations and all different things for them, social media, and then um, I actually just got my own show with them that uh, I, I'm, I'm the host on, and I also help booking a lot of the talent over there. Nice, man. Nice, nice. Explain to me what exactly is Dash Radio, because for a while I was trying to um, actually get on Dash Radio, and then also, uh, and I'll. I actually thought it was something with hooked up with Dame Dash because I knew Dame Dash was actually trying to start some stuff like that. So, can you explain to me what exactly is Dash Radio? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Dash Radio, people always uh, associate Dame and Dash, but it's actually started by DJ Ski yes. from uh, Ski TV. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, it's a it's a digital platform. It's a free app. And once you when you're on the app or you're on the website, there's like sixty different stations. And um, different people have sponsored stations like uh, T-Boz, Mac Miller, Snoop Dogg. They all have some sponsored stations. And then there's a bunch of other stations for all different genres. And um, Damon Dash, he has his own show on one of the stations, kind of like how I have my own show on one of the stations. Nice, nice. So how often do you do your show? Um, so the show is, is we do uh, one show every week. It airs three times. Um, throughout the week, um, but mainly we push it live every uh, every Wednesday, um, seven o'clock uh, Pacific time, ten o'clock my time, Eastern time, and um, you know we just have a new guest every week, and uh, it's called the Kickback because we just really kick it with someone new every show. Nice. How? Uh, so where do you do it at? Do you have a studio and out in Boston that you do? Is this you? Um, no, the studio is actually out in Hollywood. So right now, um, I, I call I, I, t I call in on the phone once in a while and interact. Um, I'm mainly behind the scenes right now, helping just book the guests. But um, when the show got up and started, I was the main host. But uh, I'm looking to get back out into Cali in January so I can get back to really hosting the shows again. Nice, man. Nice, nice. I got to talk to you about that uh, when we get done with this interview and stuff, man. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, so yeah, Ski. I met Ski uh, in 2010. I was working with this kid, and uh, and actually, Ski actually, he was behind the production of a video that we were doing uh, when we were out in LA. So uh, I haven't talked to him since 2011, maybe. But uh, yeah, Ski was, man. You know, that's the thing about Cali, man. You know, they say in New York, you if you make it there, you can make it anywhere. I tell you what, you hear a lot about people going out to L.A. And, uh, oh, yeah, and you hear about them just living in their car for like three months. And then and then three months later, they're a fucking millionaire. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. something about Cali, man. It's just and, and I guess if you're going to live in your car anywhere in the world, I guess California would be the best place to live in your car. You know, so but, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, man. <laughs> That's crazy though, because um, the re the way I actually got up with um, uh, Dash Radio is I, I parked my car on the side of, on the side of the street. I'm talking on the phone on the sidewalk, and sure enough, I see DJ Ski pull up in front of me in a souped out Mercedes. Yeah. And at first, I kind of just recognized him, and I was like, who, "Who? I know who that is." And then I saw his license plate, and it said Schematic. And I waited an hour and a half for him to come back. Yeah. And when he came back, I said, man, I got to show you my music. And that's how I got linked up with the internship there. 
Yeah, and he has, so and he shout has, out to Ski. He's a he's a real cool dude. Yeah, man, real cool dude. And uh, like this, I don't know if he still has the same studio out there that he had, but uh, the studio that I went to, man, it was real nice, man. I mean, just laid out. You know, you could tell he got all, and he, and he has a nice staff, man. Everybody that's working with him, working for him, all professional. Yeah. Man. I mean, and. For me to see that, uh, what was that, about six years ago, for me to see this guy, and he was just uh, just starting on satellite radio back then, and then he, then he just left. And I'm like, man, why would he leave that? I remember his last show on satellite radio. I'm like, why would he leave that? And I guess because he uh-huh. had plans on starting his own thing. I mean, that guy was just always thinking thinking out the box and stuff like that. I, I knew when I met him that, like, this cat is different. This guy He's playing with a different set of cards than everybody else. So, you know, shout out to Ski. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Yeah, man. So, okay. So, you know, early in, in the uh, interview, you said that you uh possibly shooting a video for another song. Give, give, give us your next song, your next big hit other than Summertime, man. What's it, what, what can we expect next? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm really excited about. Um, it's actually coming out on, uh, the song is coming out on October 23rd. And then uh, the video should be coming out shortly. It's uh, called Budget Baller. And it's basically, it's almost a parody. Um, It's about, you know, so many songs about balling, throwing racks at the club, and I I really couldn't relate to any of that. Because I'm, you know, essentially just a broke college kid. So I made, you know, this, this party song about me, you know, dining, dashing, and spending, spending, um, you know, money on 40s and then going to a house party and taking the bus and, you know, and the video is real funny. Um, it's got like a storyline to it. And uh, the song is just like, the beat just really goes hard. It's, it's some trap uh, type, type joint, but it, it, it's hard. Now, you produced that joint? Yeah, but I, I actually produced it with um, this uh, sound design uh EDM producer named Nato Fields, and um, the DJ on my uh, radio show is named uh, the DJ TJ. So it was a real collaborative type joint where we knew we wanted um, a big concept behind it. And the beat, we somehow just came out with all in the studio cooking up. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, you gotta check that out. So you said that'll be out October 22nd? October 23rd. 23rd. Yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Be looking for that, man. Yeah, now, you know, make sure you send that to me. And, uh, well, actually, well, no, nah, I'm actually had this interview out this week. So, yeah, but, damn, yeah, send it to me, man. We'll, we'll put it out on our blog page and everything, man. Support you, man. Like I said, I heard the joint summertime. Absolutely. Man, I heard the joint summertime. Smooth, my type of music, man. Shit, man, I'm, I'm vibing with it. I can put that in the car, man. So, yeah, that's a, that's a dope joint. I uh, hope you shoot a video hey, for that too, man. I really man. appreciate it. Yeah, hope you shoot a video for that too, man, because I, you know, I can see it, man. And by the way, if you need any, vi- if you need any video editing, let me uh, introduce you to my partner, uh, Roland at Three Leaf Films. Any kind of video editing, if the video's already done, or you want him to come shoot it, uh, holla at Roland at Three Leaf Films on Instagram if you want to see some of his work and stuff like that. Does all our promos for inside okay, yeah, the cave? Check that out. Yeah, he does all our promos for inside the cave. Real good guy, We're, real good brother. We'll work it out for you if you need that, man. Just let me know. And all our listeners, you know, go to Rolling at Three Lee Films, and uh, he'll take care of you. Hey, man, 
before we get out of here, I got to ask every, I ask everybody this: the elections coming up. What are your plans for when Donald Trump becomes president? Uh, I don't think Donald Trump will become president. <laughs> I really don't think America's gonna let that happen. I really hope not. Oh man, well, well, I don't know. It's been so crazy. This has this, this been this has been a crazy time because you're a millennial, and everybody is saying that yeah. all the millennials are gonna judge the election. I don't know. The millennials they don't like Hillary. The millennials they don't really like Trump, but. If they're gonna, they like Bernie Sanders, so they might go for Trump. Uh, so, so who, if you don't mind, because I know who you vote for is, is a private thing. But you're a millennial, and I'm curious. You're a millennial in college. I, I watch the news. I'm an older guy, so I'm watching the news constantly, talking about college millennials. What is the vibe yep. for college millennials? Are they leaning Trump or are they leaning Hillary? I know everybody liked the Bernie Sanders and stuff like that. Jill Stein. What what what's the vibe on, on the college campuses and schools, man? Honestly, I say, and I don't know if people just say this because they don't want to tell me who they're voting for. But most people I talk to say, "I'm not voting. I'm not voting for either of these people. I don't like them." Really? Um, really? Me personally, I was I, I could never vote for a racist candidate, especially with all the things that Donald Trump has said. Yeah. So um, since since the beginning, Donald Trump has been kind of acted out. And the more dumb things he says, I kind of lean more towards Hillary. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also have um, some people that, you know, have kind of been turning me on to the Libertarian Party because, you know, if they get more votes, they'll be able to start participating in debates. So definitely not Trump. That's already not even an option. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm still undecided, I'd say. Wow, wow! So there's still undecided people. I'm glad. I'm glad to know that because I watch the news and I watch from a biased viewpoint sometimes, and I'll just be like, "Is there really people that's still undecided?" And they're telling me, and they, and they always say it's the millennial, the college millennial. So I'm glad I got a college millennial on the phone to verify that and uh, let me know that it is true. But you say you are undecided, but you definitely saying never Trump. Huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely not Trump. That's that's the only thing I'm definite about in this election. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Hey, man, give everybody your social media where they can find you, uh, where they can look you up, where they can hear some of your music other than InsideTheCaveBlog.com. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, at the Sean Mula, T-H-E-S-E-A-N-M-U-L-A. And that's for uh, Instagram, Twitter. And then um, find all my music on SoundCloud or Spotify iTunes, all my music is there. Um, the SoundCloud is uh, soundcloud.com slash Mula Music, M-U-L-A Music. And, uh, yeah, check me out. I hope you all like it. Yeah, man, the summertime joint is real dope. It's smooth, laid back. Anybody can listen to it. You can listen to it with your girl. You can listen to it solo. It's a real smooth vibe, man. I know the rest of the music is going to be just like that. So that's the one I heard, Summertime. Man, hey, Sean, man, thanks for coming on Inside the Cave, man. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Big Dog's Country Raptor of the Week. Big Dog's Country Raptor of the Week. It's your boy, Big Dog, and I'm going Inside the Cave on the Cave Podcast with Big Dog's Country Raptor of the Week. Inside the Cave.
inside the cave. Alright, that was the country rap tune of the week. Shout out to Sean Moulet. Let's get into this. Our favorite part of the show. Tell me something, Joe. America will finally have someone to look up to. His name is Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt in the building. With the best segment on the K Podcast. Tell him something, Joe. When inside the game. What we got, Joe? Uh, we got a uh, nice story here. It's uh, about barbecuing and grilling. But you know I'm going to dirty this shit up, so I hope you're not ready. Nah, let's do it. And for all y'all who got a problem with the dirt sheets and then being dirty, close your goddamn ears. All right, so in San Francisco, a Chinese man visiting his family from China became their neighbor's worst nightmare. When they found out that they uh, missing dog was eaten by their neighbor's relative. Wait, 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 what? Wait, what? Wait, what, what do you say? I, I repeat. In San Francisco, a Chinese man visiting his family from China became their neighbor's worst nightmare when they found out that the dog was missing by their neighbor's relative. I ain't making it up. <laughs> Got it from the internet. And like I say, everything on the internet is true. Oh, man. So the neighbors discovered uh, the ordeal when they saw the Chinese man grilling what seemed to be pieces of dog meat. And they found fur laying up. on top of a garbage can. It's fucked up. <laughs> You some bullshit, man. <laughs> it's not a dog. <laughs> the dog name is, well, I mean, the dog name was, the dog name was Humphrey. <laughs> so the 30, 34 years old is a Chinese plumber from Beijing. They say he ain't seem to have no remorse. But his family did say in his defense that it's commonplace in his country for him to eat dog meat. They did acknowledge that what he did was wrong because he didn't get the neighbor's permission to eat the dog first. And they offered to replace the dog. <laughs> Man, you can't replace Humphrey. <laughs> Humphrey in a, in, in a better place now, humping legs up in heaven. In heaven. Hey, that, he, that's a sad way to go, bro. <laughs> that's a, hey, ACB. Yo. The Chinese dude ate that dog kibbles and his bits. <laughs> you gotta stop that, man. You, get, <laughs> you gotta stop. 
damn joke. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, he tied on the puppy. Uh-huh. Not, not dog and the puppy tie. Hey, should we call him Jeffrey Dogman? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, shit. Got, and I was say this. Y'all had a problem with me when I saved the dog a few episodes back from a Chinese lady walking the dog down the street. Yeah, yeah. Remember that episode when I had to hop out the truck and save the dog? Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, see? Yo, this might be the dirtiest goddamn dirt shit Dirty, nasty, stinking. How's it going, Slick Rick? We can't wait to hear from hear from next week. So, uh, y'all call me a dirty dog. <laughs> Damn. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I hate to know, I hate to ask this, but uh, do you have a sponsor this week? Yeah, kibbles and bits. <laughs> oh man, that is. I'm not- Love your pet, people. You never know. Tell your pet you love them. But you never know when the last time you're going to see them. That's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. That's fucked up, man. We, we apologize. That's my message to everybody everywhere. We apologize to all the dog owners out here. Uh, damn. I ain't apologizing with my fault. I hate the dog. <laughs> hey, big dog, how do you feel about this? Yeah. Hey dog, you got any uh, Chinese uh, neighbors? <laughs> be on the lookout. Uh, no comment. <laughs> oh, oh boy. All right, Vellyville, go ahead and try to wrap this up, man. Hey, I'm not gonna keep going after these shenanigans, man. <laughs> you ain't gonna be setting me up for this shit, man. Joe ass, man. All right, man. Let's get this over with, man. All right, what's going on out there, people? It's your boy Belly underscore Vell. All right. Do we have Slick Rick sitting in with us? No, wait. That is rolling from where? Three leaf Wait, films. what? Did the kittens make a grand entrance tonight? Yes, they did. Wait, what? Has Slick Rick continue his streak with another powerful email? Wait, what? Has Roland turned all of us from gangbangers to Scientologists and Illuminati <laughs> members? Wait, what? Did CB blank out during rolling use of three consistent big words? <laughs> Wait, what? From eating ass to eating dog, is Joe not getting no food at home? <laughs> I'm malnourished. Wait, what? And did Joe say somebody was eating dog groceries? <laughs> dog lives matter. Wait, <laughs> what? And that is another wrap-up with your boy, Belly Bell. The wrap-up with Belly Bell. We're going to put that on our Twitter. Dog Lives Matters. Dog Lives Matter, especially the black dogs. <laughs> Shout out to all the Rottweilers out there. Cool. All right, that was the wrap-up with Belly Bell. Shout out to Roland Three Leaf Film. This was a wild, crazy, spooky, uncontrollable show. I don't. I really don't know what the hell happened to you. Uh, I can't even explain it, but yeah, shout out to Rolling Three Leaf Films, Mike, International D, Cat. The cat go on lunch break, or did she go home for the day? <laughs> make dinner. In a union meet. <laughs> you took one of them breaks that Bernie Mac was talking about too. <laughs> Black people take breaks. That's just what the fuck we do. We work. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, ass was talking about the kids? 
right, man. So, yeah, that was it. Uh, uh, that's all I can say. Big Dog, go ahead and get us out of here, man. Hey, man, it's your boy, Big Dog. You can follow me at The Real Big Dog on Instagram and Twitter. On and that country rap tune. Oh, yeah, the country rap tunes. You know that's always popping. Uh, on behalf of the guys at Inside the Cave, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. And we'll catch y'all ass next week. Inside the cave. 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 You're on the number one show. Inside the cave. Three Lee Films.